Kilmore Toyota. Get in before the holidays and view the new and demonstrator vehicles on display. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Winners with Gareth Hall. Yes, this is Winners on this Saturday, the 9th of December. Gareth Hall with you. Good morning to you listening on your local SEN track dial right across the country. And a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. As always, on the first hour, we'll have a little bit of fun thanks to Picklebet with Picklebet's Brett Baker. And Dean Watling joins the team today for the first time in the first hour from DeanWatling.com. And then we'll find you winners right across the country. And what a day it is. Feature racing and... Victoria at Ballarat, I'll give you a track update just in about a couple of minutes' time. I'll give you this track update at Ballarat. Just been on the phone to Henry DeWire. Um, and it's an interesting dilemma for the punters there in Ballarat today. When will the rain arrive? Because it hasn't really arrived just yet. Shane Curlier will preview that feature meeting up there in Brisbane at Eagle Farm. It's the final group one of the year. At Ascot and Terry Latham will join us just after 10 o'clock to preview the Northerly Stakes meeting. Surely, I don't know how they beat Northerly. Let me know if you think that Northerly will get beat today and tell me how. 0499 736 736. Heath Pope, there's a listed race in Adelaide today. He'll go through his best at Morphville. The Harness Preview with Darren Carroll as the Inter-Dominion rolls on for night three tonight at Albion Park. And uh, then we'll catch up, of course, with Corey Smith to preview the heats of the... Um, feature racing there at Meadow, the Meadows tonight. I think it's the, what's the feature racing there tonight at the Meadows? We've got some of the Melbourne Cup dogs going around in the heats of the Silver Chief there at the Meadows. And of course, tomorrow morning on Sky Racing, and I'll be there hosting it, we've got the box draw for the all-important Phoenix, a slot race worth $1.1 million. And then we've got race car just after 11 o'clock. Um, we'll continue the preview for the Inter Dominion. I think Ryan Phelan will join me. Tommy Wood with his Chartin preview. So we'll go deeper into that Chartin card there tomorrow for International Day. And he just texts me. I think he will be hopefully not any speedos, but J-Mac, James McDonald will join us after heading to Cottesloe Beach to have a chat about Zaki today and also a few of his rides there at Chartin tomorrow. I've got a couple of dead set morals for you today as well. I told you it'd be Christmas, uh, and I've got a couple of beautiful Christmas presents for you. Make sure you gamble responsibly. What's gambling really costing you? Um, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's welcome in the team, Brett Baker. Hello to you. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. Dean Watling, welcome to a Saturday morning here on Winners. Great to have your company. Yeah, thank you for having me, fellas. I like the sound of that, G. Christmas present early. It yes. um, always pricks my ears. You might have got an early Christmas present, and um, I said, Dino, I've got one for you here, mate, but don't go straight to your members. I just want a prize for our listeners on a Saturday morning at, at, at Winners. But he said, mate, I'm in a business. You shouldn't have told me. I said, well, that's a very good point you make. Um, exactly. First, first of all- And I'm looking forward to them, G, because when you sort of really put yourself on the line and say this thing's just going to get- wrong. They, Rarely no, wrong. They generally do. Yes. They generally do. It's surprising, yeah. but it happens. <laughs> Well, well done, to, well done to Mrs. Baker as well. She celebrated her 35th birthday. Yeah, um, it's closer to, closer to 45th, mate, on okay. the other side of that. But anyway. Yeah, so well done to Mrs. Baker. And she was also crowned the number one investor in, in Australia. Is that all right? Investment advisor. Number yeah. one investment advisor in the country during the week. So, we might need mate, a... I, can just, I can just stay in my semi-retirement and just yeah. kick back. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Fantastic. Dad's, Dad's army, they call you now. 
this is a this is a gambling show at the end of the day, so we might need to get Mrs. Baker for some investment tips here. A little bit different. Yeah, out wide. Mate, she, she, it's got to be uh, general advice. Can't give personal advice, especially not on the radio, etc. Oh, okay. et oh, there you go. Well, we do we do break all types of rules on this show. Um, and obviously she's not Look, been advising your punting these days. Um, we did all right last week. Yeah, you did all right. But we, we found so We found some. She, need, she needs to really um, analyse and just get stuck into the numbers regarding your same race multis. Um, yeah, yeah. But hopefully they can improve as we get. Well, in, they can't go the other one. Mate. No, we, they can improve <laughs> as we head into 2024. But you've been tipping winners, so that's um, hats off to you. Now, um, We've got some terrific racing today right across the country, feature racing in basically nearly every state. So it's a great time of the year. The Makita XGT experienced professional cordless power without limits, support and track update in Ballarat. So they had they didn't water overnight, so they had four mils there overnight, and then in the last couple of hours they've had two mils. So they've had six mils overall. And Johnny Allen worked a couple of horses there this morning on the course proper at Ballarat. And Johnny said it's a good four good three so it's still a really firm track but you look at the the weather bureau and the radar and it's coming hard around it 12 is. o'clock so they might Mate, get... it's come, I'm, I'm looking at the radio yep. radar now g and there's stuff starting to come through now oh, okay. i mean it's going to be pretty constant from now on through so you so we'll be on a rain affected track you would imagine i think everyone thought we're on a good four at the moment that we might have got a downgrade um before now basically but they, they've done a really good job, Ballarat. It's, it's been really difficult for them trying to, like, predict what's happening with that weather. But And I feel for the Ballarat Turf Club because at Dowling Forest, it's a beautiful place, and they've got their, their cup meeting at the start of summer, and you wouldn't believe it. But every time they have their cup meeting these days, it nearly gets washed away. So um, hopefully everybody gets out to Dowling Forest today around the western part of Victoria and their spirits aren't dampened too much and they have a bit of fun. And hopefully we can help you back a few winners because I think we can find a couple today at Ballarat. It's Northerly Stakes Day in the west. Um, and it, it's interesting, Dean. I'll get your thoughts on this here, Bake. So we're on a good track, of course, there at Randwick, but it's 40 degrees. I was thinking, why are they racing today? Could they have moved it to Sunday? Usually yeah. when it's 40 degrees, we saw what happened there in Perth, um, on railway stakes day, they had to move their races back because of the heat policy. But it does, doesn't seem to be really a heat policy in the in, in Sydney. Oh, look, I, I must admit, I'm quite surprised. Like yeah. we're only sort of three minutes from the track, and it's already warm outside here, proper yeah. warm. It, you know, it is going to hit forty by sort of midday today. Why didn't they have some races in the morning and then have some races later in the afternoon? Or, as you said, move the entire meeting to Sunday? We had the opportunity to run one of our horses who's coming back from a spell today, and I just said, no, we're not doing it. Just yep. just don't do it. Um, a number of the trainers, I won't mention them, but I spoke to a few few blokes yesterday, and they were all just a bit shocked that they hadn't heard anything. Like, there, there's been no communication about this, so everyone's just going to turn up. It's going to be 40 degrees. I mean, are they even going to go ahead? Um, I, I don't know. It seems a pretty strange decision for me, but... Then there's been a couple of those uh, come out of Sydney this week, hasn't it? Well, that depends on who you ask. I think you're getting at the situation <laughs> with the, the announcement that Rose Hill might be sold. Um, just having Pretty a look cool. at the scratchings, there's a few scratchings already filtering through for the meeting there at Sydney. Um, the highlight there's the Ingham. There's only 
excellent proposal that comes out. Williamsburg, military expert, and Foxy Cleopatra, the emergencies are out of that race. So really no big names, I don't think, Dino, that have been scratched from these meeting or this meeting here in Sydney. But um, we'll keep an eye on, on that as the, the morning unfolds. So, Bakes, what did you make of the, the announcement there midweek about it's? I think it's one of the biggest stories that I've ever come across in the sport of racing. With Rose yeah, I mean, Hill, look, it's got to uh, yeah, you know, it's got to bounce back and forth yet, hasn't it? It's yeah. probably going to go on for three or four years to before they actually make a call on it. Um, I mean, it's a huge amount of money they're talking about five and a half bill. They reckon it's probably going to be north of that by the time they actually get round to doing it, if they do it. It seems a strange one to me. Um, you know, upgrade Canterbury, upgrade Warwick Farm. I guess you continue to upgrade Randwick. Uh, I mean, do you need four racetracks in uh, in Sydney? You probably don't if you've got three really high-level yeah. upgraded ones. But why get rid of, the, you know, arguably the second best, if not the best racetrack in Sydney? I mean, it's just, it's a strange call. Well, this is how I see it. And I don't know about you, Dean. I know that you don't like really talking about politics. You're more of a, like, you know... Um, in the moment type of man that just on the enjoys, fence. yeah, on the fence, sits on the fence and just wants to try and tip us a few winners, which which we're all about here on winners. There's no doubt about that. But this is how I see it. And I think Simon O'Donnell made a really good point on the odds couple this morning, saying that Sydney's got an advantage over Melbourne in a way is that they've just got the one club. So if they still had the ATC, I think what was Rose Hill? Was it the Sydney Racing Club? So if they had those two organisations still this wouldn't have happened because there's CEOs at the Sydney racing club and there's two different teams basically, and they're looking out for each other. So, but now they're under the one banner, they can say, okay, what's the best for Sydney racing and how are we going to sustain prize money? How are we going to sustain a healthy industry? And looking at the, the, the vision for 10 to 15 years time, they'd be thinking maybe there's going to be challenges with the, the gambling dollar and their revenue streams. So they've come together and thought, well, if we can get a good deal right now and a government that's willing to sell or help buy Rose Hill, then this could be a winner for the game. So this could never really happen in Victoria because Mooney Valley's not going to sell out because what happens then for that race club mm. and the people involved there? And the VRC will never do that. And, of course, the MRC will never do that. So they're three separate identities and they're all trying to do the best for their members. So Victoria is in a different situation to Sydney, but the advantage Sydney has is that they've got the one banner for all of their clubs. So if they're getting $5 billion, and I was thinking about this the other day, $5 billion, it does set, set Sydney racing up for our lifetime anyway, because it might cost, this is just me thinking out loud and guessing, it might cost maybe a couple of billion um, to set up that new training facility, update the facilities in Sydney at Randwick, Canterbury, and build a bigger track, push back a little bit there at Canterbury, and then build that grandstand, new grandstand at, at Warwick Farm. And then you've got three world-class facilities, hopefully, with the money that should be spent on those those um, racetracks because of the money that you got out of the sale at Rose Hill. You've got a world-class training facility, which is about 20 minutes away, Horsley Park from Rose Hill. Um, and away you go. And then you've got, I don't know how much money you're making on the interest with that billions of dollars in the bank there, Bakes. So you've got yeah, a platform look, it's, it's, that, that you can set up racing for a long time. Looking at it that way, yes. Um, I get it. Hey, listen, I get why they've done it. Uh, or they're trying to do it. It uh, looking at it that way, it makes sense. 
but it's a massive call, right? It's yeah. a massive it's call. It's a brave call. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and look, let's five bill is probably really conservative, mate. By the time they actually get this through, it's probably more like seven or eight. And you're right, that does really set up racing in Sydney and 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 I guess um, you know across New South Wales with that to uh, yeah, it's a big thing. I wonder how much influence racing New South Wales will have on the final decisions as well, whether they'll just sit back and say, okay, we'll let you guys run it and do it all, or whether they'll want to come in and be involved. No, I think that's why Volandi's got all of the, the, the clubs together to be under the one banner of the ATC. So I think, I think New South Wales racing, New South Wales is a big influence over that club, but like it's the, the other argument to that is you don't want to like push out you want to have Metro racing in the Metro areas. So racing remains relevant. We've seen in the trots that if you move out to Melton and Menangle, it is difficult to make that sport continue to be relevant because you're out of the eye and the, the, the forefront of the city people. Um, but I think Rose Hill's a long way out anyway from the CBD. And I think that if you've got Warwick Farm and Canterbury still, there's there's three racetracks in the, well, around the, Farm, C, yeah, well, around know, the CBD Farm's area. Warwick Farm's definitely the furthest out. Um, and, you know, if you were to start having Saturday or more Saturday meetings there, then that would make sense. Um, and obviously Canterbury's not that far away. You know, you sort of think, oh, Canterbury's a long way from... It's not, you know. We can pretty much be Canterbury from here in 20 minutes. So with the upgrading to the the roads in Sydney, um, which just never stops. So your Canterbury's sort of in a city racetrack as well. Um you know, there is that argument then that you probably don't need it. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't need a, a fourth racetrack, which, you know, is Parramatta, which once again, it becomes, it's so much closer now with the upgraded roads. Yeah. I mean, it can take you sort of about 30 minutes. It used to be more like an hour, but it's about 30 minutes now yeah. using the tunnel system and everything to get out there. So, yeah, look, it, it's, a, it's a smart move, but. I guess for racing. Oh, no, wait a sec. I've talked you into it a little bit, haven't I? You said it was. Well, a you have talked yeah, me into yes. it a little bit. I mean, look, I'm not. I don't really go to Rose Hill, mate, unless I've got a horse racing no. out there because Bandwick's around the corner. Um, and but I do I, look now that you've sort of put it that way. I guess I can see it. Um, but for racing purists who grown up with slippers and and things like that, and all of a sudden the racetrack's not there. Um, I mean, you saw Gay's comments. She wasn't very happy about it. Yeah, but Gay doesn't train at Rose Hill. She trains at Ramwick. And well, it's been interesting. We haven't yeah, heard from but, Chris Waller yet. Have yeah, we? but I, I reckon those Rose Hill trainers, the, the trainers that I've talked to are pretty happy about it. Yeah. Like uh, they understand what that means for the game. And at the end of the day, there's only, to be honest, and this is probably a little bit too harsh, but there's probably two and a half, three trainers that, that for, in my eyes anyway, that have any real influence on the game still. Chris Wall obviously is the biggest name. Team Hawks and, and the Freedmans there. Um, yeah, there's not too um, many other trainers there at Rose Hill. Well, but we haven't heard from Chris Waller, have we? No, or the horse team about this. Yeah, be interesting. That, they'd have to build another training facility, another track out there to accommodate for all the. Like, you, well, I don't have. think there's the Horsley Park. Horse, that that'll be the yeah. non, that, that'll be the non-negotiable, and it'll be. I would imagine with the money that they get out of this 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 sale that that training facility will be the biggest and best in the country. And I would imagine uh, all uh, of the big trainers and you'll get some trainers from Melbourne. I would be surprised if like Kent Jr. and Price and Busson and Young and a few of those bigger establishments don't have 20 boxes there in New South Wales 
at this new training facility, Dino? Yeah, I think you'd need another track. I know Canterbury, Morrick Farm are great tracks, but I think for turnover-wise, the, the tight-turning nature of them, if you just leave Randwick in Sydney, I think it's a bit of a downgrade in the sense of the shape of the track back to a Warwick Farm or a Canterbury. I'd love to see a, a new track put in, uh, maybe even a straight races. Uh, I think if you're going to get that much money, you got to go hell for leather and make it the best facilities well, there is. Rose Hill compared to probably Randwick's probably lesser. Randwick's a bit of a state-of-the-art where, uh, like, Brett suggested not too many people head out to Rose Hill in the sense of Randwick's terrific in a great spot. So I'd love to see a new track get put in place and there's facilities upgraded at both those other tracks. And then I think everyone would sort of be on board with it. I think it's the finer details that everyone needs to come around to. I don't think they can build another track because then they'd have to go out even further out of Sydney because they can't simply buy the land closer to anywhere around that Sydney area. So what they'll have to do is they'll have to, um, they can, I think they can make Canterbury bigger. So they can fix up the campers there and, and extend the track there. And I, I think Warwick Farm plays okay sometimes. And they'll, they'll I don't know if, I know they're definitely fixing the grandstand, whether they can, if there's enough space for them to widen the track or not there at Warwick Farm. But they'll have to upgrade those two tracks. And I don't think they'll be building another one. They might have a new, a new inner track there and fix up the Kensington track maybe in Sydney, put lights there. So right. I think that's what would their, uh, be their plan. But it's going to be interesting, as you said, Brett, at the start of the show, Bakes, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge because there's yeah. probably going to be a change in government and uh, they they need to – people say, oh, why can't they hold on to it now? And it's going to it's not going to devalue. It's probably going to increase in value. But um, if you've got a government that are willing to sell on your terms, on your terms, then you've probably got to go on strike, don't you, really? Because governments can be – if you are the government on your side this time around, it might be a different ball game at the next term if a new government comes in. So, yeah, I mean, that is the great unknown. And yeah. like I said, it's going to take a long time to get this through. Yeah. So you may as well start, you know, kicking the can down the road now and see where you get to. Yeah. Um, just quickly, uh, there's a few text messages coming through. I must have said, how are they going to get Northerly beat today? Of course, yeah. the, the late great Northerly. I was thinking I that was pretty that? impressive. Um, I, yeah. I, I apologise for that. I didn't I, know he was turning up for yeah. the race. <laughs> the Fighting Tiger. That's tell exciting you, news. Yeah, That's big news. The Fighting Tiger is always in spirit there at and Ascot, because you've got Northerly Lodge there, Fred Kersley's place, just at the start of the 1,800 metres there at Ascot. So I apologise for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It was a slip of the tongue, obviously. Someone can make – we can make mistakes from time to time. How did Zaki Zaki get beat in the Northerly? Tell me how he can get beat. Um, I'd love for you to tell me. 0499 736 736. 18 minutes past nine. Hey, we'll take our first break here. This is winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota. New Hilux stock is available now. Kilmore Toyota, try them for the next Toyota. Get an extra place, an extra race, of course, as well with PickleBet's top four betting. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We'll take a break and then we'll come back and hopefully find you a few winners on this Saturday. Kilmore Toyota. Come and check out their used vehicle clearance to make room for 2023 stock. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall.
This is Winners on a Saturday morning. Great to be with you. It's uh, 9.23 and it's all for Picklebet, of course. Picklebet, they've got top four betting like no other organisation. Um, Picklebet is involved, of course, the fixed odds. Get an extra place every race with Picklebet's top four betting. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And Kilmore Toyota, new Hilux stock is available now. Let's have a look at Ballarat today, as we just mentioned. It's a, a close eye on this track there at Ballarat in uh, Victoria because they haven't had the rain that they expected in the early part of today. They're still on a good four, bordering on a good three, according to Johnny Allen, who worked a few horses on the course proper. But the rain is predicted towards the start of the afternoon. Um, the Ballarat Cup over the 2,000 metres. It's got Captain Envious at 480, Foxy Cleopatra at $5, Young Verter at 6 Red Sun Sensation at 675, Just Folk at $8. Ain't no deal done is out the gate to $8. If they get a downgrade, I'll be surprised if he starts. And then we go to a big price for the South Australian man, Hon Franchet, and for Sheeta San, please, $17 with Pickle Bet for that Hawks train galloper. Dan, I don't know about you, but more a look at this race. Like, it's hard to go past my old mate, Young Verta, because he has had some, like, he's, when you have a look on the, the fact sheet regarding his runs on a heavy track, it doesn't read that well, but he's raced in far better company on heavy tracks than he meets today. And I don't think he goes that bad on a, on a rain-affected track. So, he's, for mine, he's clearly the best horse, and despite him have to carry, like, top weight, I think he's worth a bet there. Young Verter in that in that Ballarat Cup. Yeah, well, he's a hard horse to catch. He's a little bit easier to catch than Fujita Sand, but just the the issue with me is the big weight with him. I know you're getting a pretty juicy price today, which helps with his profile. I think the biggest tick for him is he's won away from Flemington this preparation. He won at Mooney Valley. I had him penned of the dead set Flemington horse, but I think uh, winning away from home gives you a little bit more confidence. I think what you referenced is right. He's got probably one of the best, or if not the best, form lines in the race. It's just whether or not you can trust him. I'm probably not one that can trust him, Gareth. I know you like him as a horse, but for me, I'd prefer others in the race. I think Billy Egan's found the key to him, Bakes, a little bit like what Mrs. Baker's done to you. You weren't genuine, and now you are. Um, Look, I'm just going to go back to that comment that you made months ago where you absolutely panned him and said if he won... (laughs) You do this, you take people to lunch, yeah. and it just carried on. And he absolutely uh, strode in there. So it's nice to see you jump back on board him. I think well done for you swallowing yeah. your pride and all well, that. Some stuff. Pe- that's what some people don't need. I think they should take a leaf out of my book. Sometimes you're not always right, and when you're wrong, you have to. Or when when someone else proves you're wrong, well, you've got to give them credit, Bakes. Yeah, well, you'd be used, getting used to that by yes. now. Um, I actually, in the race, I really like, um, I, look, I think this rain is really going to come. Uh, and if the rain comes, I don't think there's a better horse in a race on a wet track than just folk. And he's eight bucks. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a bet. I don't think he stays 2,000 metres. And we're going to find out. Yeah, and yeah, it's, we can talk about who's wrong next week. Yeah, I will. I don't think you'll get 2,000 metres. And Gavin Bedgecourt's a genius, but it was an afterthought in a way to go to the eclipse and the rain came. And then they, I had a chat to him on Tuesday, and they just kept him in work just in case the rain came for Ballarat. So if, it, if the rain hadn't come, he'd be in the paddock. So this would be three weeks on the trot for this horse, which would He's be only a terrific. Had the four starts, though. I know, which would be yeah. still a terrific training performance. And He's a seven-year-old. They purchased him as a seven-year-old, so they've got to they've got to strike on these t- these type of days because he can't win this race if it's a good track. So, 
No, he's definitely a chance. Um, but I, I if he's just... ever going to get 2,000 metres, it is today, isn't it? On the preferred track, on the quick backup, yeah. fitness on his side. I think he, he ticked the box 800 metres. They went really hard. He sat on speed last week. So, so yeah. I thought if he's ever going to get it yeah. today, it has to be today. All right, then. So both were just folk each way? I'm with uh, Foxy Cleopatra. I thought okay. it was her race to lose. I think she handles the wet gate 12, 2,000 metres. I'm with her firmly. And fuck, just folk, the rain comes, like Bates said. I think you've got to have a spec on him. Yeah. Yeah, look, I must admit, I, Foxy Cleopatra is my first pick. And then um, now that this rain, I, I'm just saying the rain is coming. And so that's why I'm sort of jumped off and gone just folk. But I think they're the two horses in the race. And sure. you've got to be careful at the moment betting even into these markets with pickle bet because these horses still in the markets that they will come out if there's a downgrade here at Ballarat today. Perfect example, ain't no deal done. I doubt he'll start if it's a slow or heavy track. And VC will definitely come out of this race. We're about to have a chat about the three- and four-year-old Magic Millions. A little deep. Gee, she looks tough to beat. I had a chat to David Eustace on Giddy Up Stable Mail yesterday, and he believed that uh, this is clearly their best chance for the weekend. Spicy Marks, owned by a group of girls who are loving life at the moment. 675, Baroque Road at 850. VC still in the market, but he won't start if the rain comes. And then Berry Bubbly at 1050, Philosopher at 11, and Vagrant at $11. How do you read this race here, Brett? Um, look, I just exactly what you you mentioned to start with a little deep. Um, you know, first run back after a long time. There were obviously some issues last year, but clearly the horses come back in fantastic condition. So, you know, it's short for a reason. And yeah, I wouldn't be going away from it at all. All right then, Dino. Yeah, I think the residual fitness plays into the hands of a little deep and the stable there. Well, they are the best stable at finding their horses to when they're going to win and. Spruiking it, so that does concern me. I just thought Spicy Mugs was a better price. Oh, I love the jump outs, love the camp first up, and at the price, I'd be more than happy to go the way of Spicy Mugs. If we do get a downgrade, if it's really wet, uh, wet like we're suggesting, then potentially first up, giving away that race fit is not ideal. But at the price, Gareth, I'd be more than happy to lean the way of Spicy Mugs. All right, let's try and find some winners at Ballarat with our best. Who wants to start, Dino? Do you have an opinion there? I know it's difficult with the rain predicted, um, but how do you read this card on a Saturday morning at, what, 9.30? Yeah, well, hopefully the rain doesn't come too soon. I think race four, number seven, Show Hire, is the best bet of the day down there. It comes down from Sydney, was a drifter in the market first up, lost some dynamic trials. Ran up to the ran up to the market expectation when a drifter, so maybe had a little issue or maybe needed that run first off. Given four weeks between runs, strips fit up for that effort down to Melbourne to an inferior race, and I think Show High has come up beautiful odds and race four. Hopefully, it's not too wet by the time we get there, but she does handle it. So that's my best bet of the day there at Ballarat race four, number seven, Show High. Thanks. Uh, I like acceleration uh, in race five. Um, I think it'll do well on that soft track. And the first up run was excellent. Um, race six, Divine Purpose. Um, uh, Moody, not taking too many runners there today. I like this horse. Um, once again, first up run, unlucky, unlucky not to win. I think it turns that around today. So they'd be my two best there. I like a little deep. Hopefully we get a better price, but I think she'll be awfully hard to beat that Magic Millions three and four-year-old race. In race number three, I'm keen on one here. I'm a page three girl for Henry DeWye, who is just flying at the moment. Dead set flying, my mate, Henry. So I think she'll win race number three. I agree with you in race five. Acceleration conditions will suit. Richard Kelly does a good job. And Kettle Hill's the second favourite, which says it all. So I think acceleration can win that. 
Um, race seven, a little deep. The Cup's a difficult race. If I had to have a pick, I'd go Captain Evius. Evius. Oh, geez, I loved his run at Caulfield there on Thousand Guineas Day. It was good, um, wasn't it? It was very good. He's been well backed. Yeah. Remember, we tipped him too. We tipped him yeah. to run a place. I think one of us did. I think Torting will be tough to beat. Regarding, regardless of the conditions, he, he'll show up and, and be mighty hard to run down. And then there's a horse called Brung King. Around $8.50, Will Price claims. I think it's a play each way. Brung King, another one for Henry in that final event. 9.35, let's take the news. Uh, this is Winners. We'll come back and have a look at Ramwick straight after this. Nine thirty-eight here on Winners on this Saturday morning, thanks to Picklebet and also Kilmore Toyota. Um, now we're going to have a look at Sydney at Randwick. It's a good track there today, and it'll be interesting to see how this track plays. The Makita XGT Experience Professional Cordless Power Without Limits. Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. Dino, how do you think this track will play at Randwick? Yeah, we're just speaking to Bates uh, off air, and they've obviously put a bit of rain on it with the expected really hot conditions. And I think they even put rain on it post the gallops this morning. Irrigation. So I, I don't think I don't think Michael Wood's good, but I don't think he could deliver his own rain. Yeah, well, same same moisture. <laughs> yeah, same I know what you're there. trying to say. Oh, sorry, you're dude. so quick to criticize. <laughs> so you're you're allowed to put a horse that hasn't raced for God knows how many years in a race in Ascot. Well, no, and, and poor old Dino, who's who's you know filling in because you couldn't get your your proper people on. No, Dino's um, our number one yeah. man on Giddy Up, so it's not really. I know, a feeling, but you but, know, you mate, know. he's doing you a favour, and you're just pounding <laughs> him no, because he says rain instead of water. No, be going straight on off the bench. We'll oh. cut that up and send that over to Hutchie because that is gold. Um, that's oh. that's DeanWatling.com at his very best there today. And um, So tough. he's put some irrigation on it, Dino. What else can you tell us? <laughs> yeah, so I think the first couple of races will play a little bit softish in that soft by range, but with his heat, by the back end of the program, we dry at the moment. Rail's yeah. in the true, which we love at Randwick. It's the best track in Australia, in my opinion, when that rail is in the true. Very fair. I think off rails in run and getting sort of lanes three, four plus in the straight, um, will be the key. I think big races, strong tempo. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see horses running from the back and those horses maybe up on speed potentially curl up. But it should be very fair. I think just watch the Mountie Yard today. Um, yeah. Plenty of horses will be sweating up, no doubt. Yes. So that's a very good point you make, Dino. You have to keep a close eye on these horses. Some will handle it and some won't. So that's a track update. Thanks to McKeon XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance innovation and power without limits. The feature events, the Ingham, 1,600 metres. Denonator Jack probably needs it a little bit more wetter for mine at 4.40. Lions Roar at 9.50. Ozapenko's had good support, $10 despite the gate. Attractables had really good support. The Big Dance winner for Sarah Ryan at 11. Rustic still at 11. Now, dare I say it, but I don't mind Villana today. I don't think he's one that you would go to war with him, but on the quick back up, 1,600 metres at Randwick. I don't think he's the worst at $12. Hinge is a good chance as well at 14. Waterford at 14. Cepheus at 17. Charterhouse at 19. Then King Magnus, who defeated Valana. You're getting $26 for him there today. Um, Bakes, what do we do? Look, I um, it, it's an incredibly tough race. Um, Dino and I were having a quick chat offline about it. And obviously he spent, you know, he, he's your Sydney expert and he spent hours on it. And, 
it's just really hard. Uh, a fantastic Group Two level race um, for you know what's effectively off season racing. It's it's brilliant when you consider this race. Three years ago it was a two hundred fifty thousand dollar race, and now it's a two million dollar race. I mean, that says what's going on with city. That's racing. why they need to sell Rose Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the prize money. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit here. I win and I'm going to sit with Rustic Steel. I thought the third um, behind Fearson in the festival stakes was really, really good. I can see this horse is building to something. I think he's going to be close enough um, when he settles to sort of pounce. And I, I do think by then we're probably going to start to get a little bit on speed. So... Yeah, that's that's where I'm at for me, rustic steel. Okay, settle down, Steve. I did read out that I made the mistake regarding Northley, and I apologise. I, I was meant to mention that Zaki, how does he get beaten in Northley? Not Keep Northley. the text messages coming, yes. please. So, <laughs> Dino did have a crack at me for that, everyone. I know he's a, he's the golden boy, and you can't, you, you know, we're only, we're only having a bit of fun. Settle down. Hey, Dino, who, who wins the game? Yeah, like Bates said, it's incredibly tough. Uh, it Almost be a field leg in the quaddy today. Yeah. That I think uh, the horses that are top in the market, you can probably uh, wait. Don't know if Jack and will get out and continue to get out. I'm happy enough to have a couple of little bets uh, at big prices. Attractable's the first one. Good support this morning. We'll be out in front. Like Bates suggested, back end of the day, dry track. I think it will tend to maybe favour those forward of midfield when we get this track drying. I think that horse is a juicy price. Waterford gets the blinkers on first time. I know he's enigma and a hard horse to catch, but He's never going to win a big race. It's mm-hmm. the Randwick Mile, high pressure from a good gate, should blend into the race. And the third one's Lion Raw. He comes out of a, a strong race last start beyond Spangler. He loves the Randwick Mile, and so does his trainer. Um, I think they're the three in the race they want to back, but it's not a race that you'd be going one or two out in the quaddy. It's a really, really tough G, man. More chance to win your local chook raffle at your local pub or YRSL than Ooh. trying to work out the winner for the Ingham this year. Um, but if you find the winner, you'll find some value. 9.43, this is winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota and Pickle Bet. Let's take a break. We'll come back and have a look at some of the other features there in Sydney today. Kilmore Toyota. Get in before the holidays and view the new and demonstrator vehicles on display. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. There was a friend of mine on murder. The judge's gavel fell. All with you on this Saturday morning. Great to be with you. Good morning, Gareth. What chance do you give Fox Fighter in Sydney Race 8? Good on you, Billy. Dino, what do you give Fox Fighter? Um, do you give him a hope today? In Race 8, I think you've got a couple of horses, insurrection, uh, recommendation, blinkers on with your blessing, all rolling forward. So I think Fox Fighter, he's a Randwick horse and he's a horse that loves tempo. So they overdo it, he could be a horse screaming home down the outside. All right, then. So race eight there in Sydney. Do you have an opinion in that race there today, of course, which is the razor sharp? It's a good race as well. Um, Insurrection's your favourite with Pickle Bet at 360 bakes. I like recommendation. Um, I think it'll be up there. Yes. Look, I'm, I'm expecting the track just with this ridiculous heat. I know it's going to start in that softest range because of the uh, the rain that they were able to put on this morning. Um, but um, 
I, I like, I think recommendation probably leads them up and I think might prove too strong in okay. the closing stages. The, so, per, the perfect you know. example is Dino was pointing out that today was have a look at a, a horse like Blue Stratum in the yard. Kelvin McAvoy mentioned it's a completely different ball game for this horse coming from Ballarat to Sydney in the heat wave. He's the $3 favourite, the son of Blue Point in the English nursery. You've got Deep Joy at 525, Jupiter Hills at 525, Odyssey at 550, and Tokyo Lady at 11. Do you have an opinion there, Dino? Yeah, I think Blue Stratum's really hard to beat here. I love the first start run, albeit uh, looked like you getting home in the early hours of the morning, Gareth, down the Flemington Straight. Back around the bend's big tick. And I think gate eight's the even bigger tick. I think these two year old races are so fickle. I think runs in transit and race experience, um, they do play a major role in us. I think Blue Stratum has to handle it. I think this is a race that I wouldn't be betting this far out. I'd be waiting to see what they do in the yard because a couple of these might melt, might even not make the race. But I think Blue Stratum's hard enough to beat here in the English nursery. Bakes? Um, look, it's not a race that I'm going to be betting in. I, you know, two-year-olds at the best of times, most of these unraced, 40 degrees. That's just that's just way too hard. Uh I mean, if I was going to have a stab, it would probably be Odinson, but I don't like the barrier. Yeah. Um, so I'd be sitting out, not a race I think is going to be very profitable. All right, then in the Santa Cup named after Bakes, I'm in, I'm in it to win at 260. He's been well backed at Wineglass Bay at 440, King of the Castle at 625. Then we go to Wicklow with Picklebet at $8, Superium at 10 And then uh, that basically says it all with the horses around the double-figure quote. Dino, you were keen on one here on Thursday for the weekend preview. Yeah, keen to be with the favourite. It's getting short enough now, the nine, I'm in to win. I just love the first up run. Second up, Tim Clark doesn't often get it wrong, but I think he went a little bit slow to the 1,800 metres and allowed those horses to run over the top. The winner of that race was Wine Glass Bay, who does go around in this race as well. But up to 2,000 metres now, third up. Um, if any horse is going to handle hot testing conditions, I think it's a horse from the Waterhouse and Bot Yard. So quite keen here in race six, number nine, I'm in to win, Bakes. I am not going to disagree with you there. It's exactly, uh, with far more detail than I would have said it, but it's exactly the horse that I think is going to win the race. So, right. yep, we stick there. Best in Sydney, boys, outside of those features? Um, I like... Let me get to it. I've said recommendation in race eight. Um, I don't mind Iona Merck in the last. Once again, leads them up short enough, but I I think just wins the race. So that'll be my best bet all day in Sydney. Dino? Yeah, I don't often play in these highways events, but they're small fields today, so you've got less um, slow horses get around. I think race one, number two, Baron Dana can get the job done in the first and kick us off. And then race three, my best bet of the day, race three, number five, Rapidas for the in-form um, Lyle Chandler Stable. I think up to 1,400 metres is the big tick, and that horse should storm over the top on a very fair Ramwick track. All right, then. That's uh, the tips from the lads there at Ramwick today. It's a hot day, so you just got to monitor what happens there in Sydney. We'll take a break and come back and have a look at some of the other features around the country on this Saturday. For all the tips, head to SEN underscore track on Twitter or text us on 0499 736 736. Live across Australia on SEN track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners. Gareth Hall with you. Zaki's the 250 favourite here with Pickle. Bet Elsa Venus had good support 
at four forty and Bustler at seven dollars. I can't believe there's the difference between Bustler and Al Safina in the market. And I think that market tells the story. Sal Safina is the second favourite. Saki just needs to turn up, Dino, to win the Northerly Stakes today. Yep. He's got a buffer on these. He's a similar profile to Overpass last week. He's got the right form lines. He's got superior. He just has to turn up in one piece. I think we'll know in the yard how he is, but I love that he's had a little bit of time over there. The horses that have done that over the last couple of weeks have been advantageous on race day. So needs a touch of luck early, but I like speed horses drawn out wide. I think if he misses it or anything like that, you're not bustled in behind him. You've got time to work across. I think Zumon's the key to his race. Uh, that horse should slide across from the wide gate spring out the field. I think that should allow Zaki to slot in and get a perfect running transit. So um, well done to you, G. You've tipped the listeners up at a juicy price. So there might be a flood of support your way if he does lob come um, 7.45 tonight. Um, look, I, I actually, I've stuck with Zoom on this whole prep and I think, you know, you can get nearly 20 bucks on Zoom on. Um, I think it's a great place bet today. So, yeah, I'm going to suggest the horse gets across, sort of leads them up and, and sticks on. We know he's going to run a really solid 1,800 metres. Yeah, okay, he doesn't have the class as Archie, I get that. But you can get 450 for a place. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'll be. Now, at uh, Brisbane, there's the carnival that rolls on, their summer carnival. And Tony Golan's got seven horses in the gateway. And if you win this, you get a slot in a Stradbroke. So it's an interesting, I don't mind this initiative by Racing Queensland and the Brisbane Racing Club. Freedom Rally's his best chance at 290. I think that's the best lead that anyone can get today, Dino, because I know that Tony Golan is desperate to get a, a free spot in a race like a Stradbroke, Queensland's greatest race. Well, was one way to win the slot and put seven or eight horses yes. in the race and hopefully one lands. <laughs> I think that's the best way. He's done a little bit of a wallerish setup here, but uh, I know Bakes likes Freedom Rally, so I'll leave that to him. I think the, the key to this race is that it does look to be a lack of speed. The 1400 meter starts a little bit tricky, um, and we're mm-hmm. fresh up off a of renovation. So I think Freedom Rally is hard enough to beat All Bakes, right. but I know yeah. you do like the horse. 30 seconds, Bakes. Yeah, Freedom Rally for me. Um, off a really nice return, ran second in that race. I think is incredibly hard to beat today. Love your work, lads. It's been a lot of fun. Well under Mrs. Baker once again. What a week she's had, so... Um, yeah, what were your early Christmas presents? You oh, yes. Kembla Grange, race five, number two. Chul. Was it Chul? Chul. 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 Yeah. She'll be winning there, Bakes. Lovely. Thanks, mate. Merry That'll Christmas. pay for lunch. For Merry me. Christmas. Thank you. Thanks, Dino. Thanks, Bakes. See ya. Thanks, boys. There we go. There's Brett Baker and Dean Watling kicking us off for the first hour of winners. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota and Pickle Band.